Good everybody. It's Brent Dax here, and we are live on the Syracuse Orange Basketball Facebook page. Coming off a whew, gut punch for the Orange here. And what we could be seeing, could be, this is a weird college basketball season. Nobody's writing anything definitively at this point. But what we could have seen happen in Tallahassee today after an 80-77 to loss for the Orange is Elijah Hughes, who the fact that he – a, played in this game, B, played well in this game, and C, had 25 points in this game, considering the groin injury that he suffered and had to fight through and was clearly uh, clearly affecting him in this game, you'd think, right? But he scores 25 points, but it was the three that he didn't get that mattered most for Syracuse. Hughes shoots one from the logo, and Syracuse hit a few shots from the logo in this game. Joe Girard had 22 points, hit a couple of three-pointers uh, from the FSU logo, but not that one. And it falls out, and Syracuse loses 80-77. to So what we could have seen in Tallahassee is Syracuse's NCAA tournament bubble popping short of a deep run in the ACC tournament combined with, say, a win over Louisville and a strong run down the stretch or flat-out winning the ACC tournament at this point. This was a huge opportunity for Syracuse. They hung in there. This team showed tremendous grit, tremendous heart, tremendous hustle, they stayed in this one all the way, despite FSU being the bigger, longer team. Now, FSU sat their best player today due to disciplinary reasons, a coach's decision. Walker, another terrific player for Florida State, was out for a while, ended up coming back. They've been taking a shot in the lip and had a busted lip and had to get that treated a little bit. But FSU is a team that comes you comes at you in waves. They're, they're a team. They're, they use depth. They use their whole bench. They're one of the longest, most athletic teams not only in the country, but certainly in the ACC, right, and any, anybody on Syracuse's schedule. But the Orange used 25 points from Hughes, a terrific first half from Joe Girard, who didn't really have it in the second half, but did a plenty for the Orange in the first half and parts of the second half. Buddy Beheim, unfortunately for Syracuse, because they needed something from him, didn't even score. His worst game in a Syracuse uniform at a time when they really needed him to have his best. Syracuse played much better defensively than they have in recent games, but Florida State got the shots, got the possessions down the stretch. This was a team that I think we kind of had to concede was going to out-rebound Syracuse in this matchup today, and they did, but the Orange found ways around it. Quincy Garrier was terrific in the second half. I didn't get a chance to listen in on Jim Beheim's press conference. We unfortunately had some technical difficulties from FSU. I hope Jim didn't say anything snarky about Quincy in this one because he was terrific in the second half of this game dunking the ball, getting to the hoop, rebounds, hitting his free throws when fouled and getting that opportunity. So this one stings. I mean, it, Syracuse has not only lost this game, but the Clemson game, a couple other games that have come down the stretch that they just have not been able to pull through. Wake Forest, they barely pulled off that one shot by uh, Bryson Goodine at the end there. So the good news is, in some ways, that Syracuse plays in a lot of close games. And they're, they're not out of any game they play, whether it's the worst team in the league in Wake Forest or one of the best teams in the league in Florida State, and they're going to come at you. Bad news is they need wins, and they need a resume builder, and this would have been a massive resume builder for the Orange. And they get Louisville on Wednesday night, another huge opportunity to at least put a little shine on their NCAA tournament resume. They've shown they can play with anybody in this league and certainly can play with them, particularly if Hughes is playing that way at 70 75%. But – uh, close but no cigar is not good enough when you have zero non-conference wins of significance. Syracuse is now 14 and 11. They're seven and seven in ACC play, and they are really struggling for marquee signature wins that stand out on their resume. So uh, 
We'll get into the comments with you guys here shortly. Thanks to our friends at Kraus Health for sponsoring, as always. Jump in, and we'll talk with you guys shortly. Always love to hear where you're watching us from, so make sure you put that in the comments as well. Let's put a couple stats out there first uh, from this game, starting with the Orange. We mentioned uh, Elijah Hughes, despite the groin injury, 25 points. Goes 10 of 20 on the day, 2 of 8 from three-point range, 3 of 6 from the free-throw line, added four rebounds, a couple steals on the day. Uh, for a guy that clearly wasn't 100%, for a guy who kind of re-aggravated the injury in the first half, he slipped on a wet spot on the floor, kind of bent backwards awkwardly. He could tell he was in a lot of pain. A few times in this game, getting up off the floor, not himself 100% physically, still scores 25 points. You know, the fact that this guy's not on the Wooden Award watch list, that he's not on any first-team All-ACC watch lists, or name me the award. You know, you got to watch college basketball when you vote for these awards. And the fact that Hughes gets left off these lists is an absolute joke. And I think today really proved that. We mentioned Gerard, 22 points. Now he went 7 to 22 from the field. He had 5 and 12 from three point range. Frankly, Joe hurt Syracuse at times. He jacked up some threes, hit some shots, or tried to hit some shots, pardon me, that were ill advised. There was a drive at the end of the game where he's taken on a player who's seven inches taller than him. So you got to love the spirit that Joe shows, but he's got to be smarter. But he gave you 22 points on the day. Quincy Garrier, we mentioned, the terrific second half for him. 13 points, just two rebounds, but they were both offensive rebounds, good putbacks, and he was terrific on the offensive front. He goes five of six uh, from the free throw line. Uh, Barama Sidibe, once again, got into foul trouble because that's just what he does. It's the eighth straight game. He's had at least four or more fouls. First game in four, he hasn't fouled out of, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. But he had some good offensive putbacks, scored nine points, grabbed five rebounds, was productive before, you know, he didn't foul out, but before getting into foul trouble. Marek Dolja picked up three quick fouls. Frankly, he was lucky he, was lucky he didn't foul out because the refs gave Syracuse some kind whistles in this game. He ends up with eight points and six rebounds on the day. Uh, we mentioned Buddy Beheim. And Bryson Goodine got some minutes, got some time. To Jim Beheim's credit, he recognized Buddy, wasn't doing anything out there, and you can't keep a player on the floor whose one contribution is shooting the ball. Buddy doesn't score, and he goes 0 for 7 from the field. He goes 0 for 5 from three-point range. Just an absolutely awful game for Buddy, who, yes, is getting added attention from defensive teams, got added to defensive attention today. Florida State's just a good team overall. They're deep. They can come at you with those long athletic players all over the place. But Hughes managed to fight through that, and he's 75%. Buddy just can't get his own shot. Buddy is really struggling the past couple of games with the added defensive attention that he has seen. And that hurts Syracuse today. One or two threes from him, and they might pull this one out. There's only so much that Hughes and Gerard could do there. They need that extra three-point shooter. Joe did that with five threes, Hughes with two, but that was it for the Orange. It goes seven of 25 from three-point range. It's 28%. They shot 44% overall, very on brand for the Orange there. Florida State shoots 43% right behind Syracuse at 28 of 65. A little more on the three-point Line 11 of 25, that's 44%. You had, uh, let's see, one, two, had five different players from Florida State hit a three. Williams led Florida State with 17. Walker with 16. Forrest with 13. But a balanced effort. You get 10 guys on the court. They all score. They all contribute. They all rebound. Gray had 10 rebounds but only scored two points. It's a true team. That's a true balanced, top-to-bottom, deep, deep effort that Florida State brings to the table there. So, now you're talking about a Syracuse team. I talked to Joe Lenardi this week, a shameless plug. If you want to check out my Syracuse sports podcast, if you subscribe, 
to Syracuse.com podcast. You get my podcast. You get the game recap that we're doing right now, as a matter of fact. If you can't be here live on Facebook, we put it in podcast form for you. And you get the Syracuse football podcast as well from Stephen Bailey. So on my Syracuse sports podcast this week, I Joe Lenardi on from ESPN, who frankly has been wrong about Syracuse a lot in recent years. So we certainly discussed that. And he freely admits that. He, he rolls with those punches because he kind of has to. But he's still Joey Brackets and can still kind of forecast what's going on, what the NCAA tournament looks like this year, what the bubble looks like this year. And they needed this game. Syracuse needed this game and Louisville to be in the at-large conversation. Now you you got to talk yourself into, even with a strong finish, this is not a matter of, well, what if Syracuse has 20 wins? Doesn't matter. What if Syracuse has 13 ACC wins? That might not matter. It's all about who you beat. Because 13 ACC wins in a down ACC, if that does not include, and we now know it doesn't include Florida State, if that doesn't include Louisville and maybe you know you make up for it on the back end in the ACC tournament, it might not matter. The record there, if it's even a record, Virginia had 11 ACC wins and didn't get in the tournament, which is hard to think about, but that's kind of the state of the league this year. It is Florida State, Duke, Louisville, maybe Virginia, and then that's it. It's just it's just not a good league this year. So the usual things that you would think would get you in, 20 wins, not good enough, even 12 or 13 ACC wins should Syracuse get there, that might not be good enough because it's all about who you beat, who's on your resume, your net ranking, your quad wins. Now Syracuse is 4-10 and 10 against quad one and quad two teams. They needed a signature win today. They almost had it, but uh, almost does not count in the NCAA tournament rankings and this is when the committee's really paying attention now this is when they really watch games and not only do they have a recency bias Syracuse doesn't have a non-conference win of significance so gonna be an uphill battle for sure uh, for the orange here let's see what you guys are saying going through the comments here I always appreciate you coming by here uh let's see Patty says refs buddy didn't show up today I think they stay tough and just need to slow the pace and stop I'll tell you what Syracuse really handled well was Florida State pressed like the entire game, after free throws, after certain situations, and the whole second half, pretty much, they pressed. Syracuse handled it well. Didn't turn the ball over a bunch. Florida State, as a matter of fact, had, uh, let's see, they ended up with 18 turnovers. Syracuse just turned the ball over 11 times. And they had 15 turnovers in their last game. Against that press and against that defense, it's, it's pretty impressive, particularly for a Florida State team that averaged nine steals a game coming in, and, and that led the, uh, the ACC. A lot of you upset with Buddy. Can't really argue with you there. Uh, Buddy got pulled, too. It's not like Jim just left him hanging in there. He pulled him because he wasn't effective. When he's not shooting, then, you know, you, you got to pull him out. And Bryson Goodine didn't take advantage of his opportunity to get in there and take over. Maybe so. I haven't even seen the comment. But if you're wondering why Howard Washington Jr. doesn't get in that spot, can't score. You need a guy that can score in this in this situation, particularly with an offensive-minded team that you're playing in Florida State. Uh, Jeff says, participation trophy, Syracuse playing close and losing is still losing, and it's contagious. They have to learn how to win close games, not just be in them. It's a mind-numbingly frustrating season, and their non-conference record is atrocious. There's been a lot of situations where end of first half, end of second half, Syracuse fades. Now, that's usually due to foul trouble, and their defensive stops were much better today. Syracuse played as good a defense in a game against a tough ACC team as I've seen all year long, and their defense was much better today. They certainly have to be given credit for that. But you're not wrong to state how they're fading at the end of first and second halves. It's a pattern. It's usually foul trouble. It's ill-advised shots. It's it's a number of things. But that is a pattern there that, unfortunately, Syracuse hasn't been able to overcome, and it's, it's costing them big time 
in these close games. Uh, Mary Allen says another tough loss. So close, I thought they were going to get a win. Syracuse needs to figure out how to pull out these games. We're also playing the refs every game. Uh, the refs were fine today. If anything, Syracuse got a lot of kind whistles from the officials. So I, I'm not playing the ref game today, Mary Ellen. I appreciate your comment. And I appreciate what you're saying, but not not this game. Syrac if anything, Syracuse got away with a lot of calls in the second half. Uh, Brian says, can't ask much more from Quincy and JG3. As uh, freshman, center in late season, three-point drought hurt and fouls on the front line. I wrote a column about this Friday. I hope you guys can check that out if you haven't. And that's exactly what I said in the, in the column, is that the end of this season is now on Joe Girard and Quincy Garrier. And I kind of forecasted what we saw today. I had no idea what we were going to get from Hughes. And he was amazing through a groin injury. All credit to him. But knowing the added attention that Buddy Beheim's going to get, you need Joe and Quincy to be smart. You need Joe to hit more threes. Did that today. Took a few bad shots, which a freshman's got to kind of learn not to do in this spot. He's got to grow up in a hurry and become a sophomore at this point. But I think you get 22 points out of that kid, 30 points last game. That's pretty darn good, right? Quincy Gary was terrific. He was terrific. He stayed out of foul trouble. He scored inside. Couldn't ask more from that kid. So they accomplished that. They checked that box. But for Buddy not to score at all just goes to show you that that really hurts. If he just has an average game today. Hits a couple of threes. Like last game, he went two of eight for three-point range. That would have been good enough in this game. Uh, Tony says, Hughes can't elevate on his jumper. Buddy can't. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, he played a lot better than Buddy. And, and for all we know, and as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, Buddy's 100% healthy. Josh has a win at Louisville, and we're back. I don't know, back to what? Maybe back in the almost on the bubble conversation. They have to beat Louisville, pretty much win out. And then I still think would have to make a deep run in the ACC tournament for their resume to shine because they don't have any non-conference wins. I know league wins are more important, and if you get Louisville, if you get uh, you know, Pittsburgh might be a quad one game, though they're kind of dropping like a rock at this point. I don't think that's close to being a quad one game anymore. Uh, that's the only one left on the schedule. Who knew North Carolina was going to fall off the map? So it's all unbeaten Louisville and hoping you get a couple quad one or high quad teams in the ACC tournament. So that doesn't put them back necessarily, Josh, but it's certainly a good idea to go win that game. No question about it. Uh, let's see. Brandon says, this team next year is going to be scary good. These close games now will help for next year. Only concern is who will be the go-to guy like Hughes if he leaves, which I believe he's going to. We need a guy to get to the bucket when need be. Uh, Neil says, hey, Brent, bummer, no great insight for you today. This took the wind out of our sails. The future does look bright where we can go into this house and have a chance to win. Just a bummer today. Let's look to Wednesday and hopefully run the table, get a few wins in the ACC tournament, and pray. Neil and SoCal. Thanks for checking in as always, Neil. There's my guy, Jermaine, leaving some comments there. Big thing I noticed is Syracuse was rushing shots. Can't keep making it a habit, and it's February. Yeah, they, they Joe particularly took about four or five rush shots. And Buddy just didn't have it today. Uh, Marek, a couple of ill-advised plays there. And those those add up. Those add up against a good team. And they add up against a team that you'd think when you look at the rebounding, I don't think I mentioned that earlier, Florida State out-rebounds Syracuse 47-29. to 29. That's a huge gap. It's an 18-point gap. They had 10 offensive rebounds. But Syracuse, how about this? 47 rebounds. Syracuse had 20 offensive rebounds on the day. 
That's a huge number. It's a lot of second chances that we mentioned that Quincy got, even Marek got, that Elijah got a couple of putbacks and drives to the basket. That's how you overcome a rebounding gap. When you're getting offensive rebounds like that, they, that kind of voids out the huge number that Florida State had. The Florida State's a terrific rebounding team. You just kind of had to concede you were going to lose that one. So to overcome that, you get offensive putbacks, and they did that today. They just needed a few more shots from Buddy. I hate to keep putting it on him, but – that's kind of the difference today. Elijah and Joe gave you pretty much everything they could. Quincy gave you everything I think he could, and he's an inside threat as it is and checked every box you needed him to today. You needed Buddy today. You needed Buddy to score, and obviously that didn't happen. Dave says this team seems to be in almost every game, but for some reason just start to force on the offensive end and end up with turnovers or wasted trips. They do just enough of that. They do just enough of that. But where they were smart was they drove to the basket. They did throw up just enough bad shots in the second half of that game, but they were smart to keep going to the hoop. I'll give them that. Quincy, Elijah, even Joe went to the hoop a couple of times. So, boy, we just we just keep coming back to it. Just that short today. And that was the best shot that Elijah Hughes could get at the end of that game. The shot from the logo, and it rimmed out. Like, that thing almost went. What, what a story that would have been. If he ties that game from the logo, Syracuse goes to overtime, and, and who knows what's ha- what happens in that, in that spot, right? Rob says, I appreciate this team's heart and determination. I could be wrong about this, but I just feel like this represents the max of what this team is capable of this year. However, I bleed orange. I'm not giving up on their tournament hopes. Uh, Rob goes on to say, I think Syracuse will – a matchup much better with Louisville, and I wouldn't be shocked if we gave them a game and even win it. Wins against Virginia, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh perhaps twice might carry more resume-boosting weight than we think. Yeah, you pretty much got to hope that uh, Lenardi's wrong again. But you also really need to beat Louisville. You got to beat Louisville. I, you know, Look, they've all been must-wins the past four or five here, but you don't beat Louisville. It is ACC tournament or bust. Like, let's say you, you lose to Louisville and still run the table and you're right around 12, 13 ACC wins. It's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough for an at-large bid. It's just that kind – it's a weird bubble. It's a weak bubble. But it's also – if you just add two or three signature wins, which Duke was a chance, they lost that. Florida State today was a chance, they lost that. You add Louisville, let's say you get Duke again, you get Florida State again, you get one of these teams again in the ACC tournament. Is that going to be good enough? It's just a weird bubble, weird, weird bubble. And Syracuse is still in it, but fading fast at 14 and 11 and 7 and 7. And an ACC that's just not going to get the same reputation and the same respect on the bubble this year that it usually does. Paul says, tough loss. Heaven Hughes, even if not at 100%, was the difference maker. Without him, Syracuse loses by double digits. Tough to lose like this at the end, but glad to see the effort from uh, Joe Girard and Q. Uh, Tiffany says, they've got to run the table, and I really think they're in it if they do and show up at the ACC. Uh, it's going to be tough to run the table even in this league, right, because Georgia Tech's much better. Let's let's look ahead here. So you got Louisville coming up Wednesday. We all know how tough that game's going to be. You have uh, Georgia Tech coming up. Georgia Tech's got Olivardo back, and that makes a huge difference. And uh, somebody was in this chat, uh, I forget who it was, so pardon me for not giving you proper credit, telling me in our last chat that uh, Georgia Tech's a, a much better team, despite their losing record. And you're right about that. Particularly, I mean, remember, Syracuse played them in December. 
one of those weird early ACC games. Syracuse won 97-63 in that game. Olivardo's back. They're a much different team. That's at home, but that's not going to be easy. Pittsburgh's fading. They were a quad one win, but now I think they're at like a 90. I saw a couple of you in the comments say they're like at 92 in the net ranking now. So it's not a quad one game. It's a quad two game, but it's a game you got to take care of business. North Carolina, I mean, Cole Anthony's back. They're playing a little better. It's at home. It's the last basketball game in the Carrier Dome as it is before Carrier Dome 2.0. It comes in the fall with the new roof and the improvements that are coming, so there could be emotions there. Not really senior day. There's no seniors of note, though we think Elijah Hughes will be playing his last home game then. And then you go to BC and, and Miami, and you got to win those games. The only game that shines there, though, is Louisville. That's it. Maybe Pitt, but that's still quad two. On the road, it matters a little bit more, but so only two games really matter. Georgia Tech is impressive, but their quad ranking and their the, the status of that win is it, 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 it doesn't help your tournament resume. They're a better team. You gotta respect what they're doing right now and how they're playing, but it doesn't help your tournament resume in that sense. And then you go to the ACC tournament. And if Syracuse keeps hovering around the five or six mark here in the ACC, they're going to get, uh, you know, a day off before they start. They'll start later in the tournament. At least they don't have to win four or five games in a row. But immediately you're going to get a good team. So you look at that as either an opportunity or we'll know Syracuse's fate pretty quick. And Syracuse has not played well in the ACC tournament historically. They lose early and often in the ACC tournament for the most part. A couple more comments from you guys. Uh, David says all these ACC teams are beatable. It's just boneheaded plays, missing free throws with Hughes there in the bonus when he got fouled. Opposite end of the floor, Buddy disoriented and zero confidence and the MJ Walker four-point play. Well said, David. Can't be fouling a guy. That was Gerard. You know, maybe we could quabble with that foul a little bit. But, again, I think Syracuse got all the calls. Uh, I shouldn't say all the calls. They got a lot of calls in the second half. They got some friendly whistles in the second half. Those I should have fouled out. Uh, there was a flop there on, I think it was Quincy that they didn't call. And, uh, you know, they got some friendly calls in this one. But that four-point play was was absolutely killer. There's no question about that. Uh, let's see. Mike uh, notes it would be a great neutral win. Uh, Rob says UNC lost to Wake Forest by 20 after Goodine's put back. What's going on with that? You can't put it all on Anthony missing half the season. Rob, I wish I knew because that's North Carolina, man. One player shouldn't make all the difference for that team. Now, they've got four McDonald's All-Americans coming in next year. So, like, this temporary it, – it's going to be a temporary uh, glitch, if you will, in the UNC matrix. They'll be fine. But to see this team just drop like a rock – they had some other injuries on that team too, but, boy, they are just a shell of themselves. So, you think, hey, great opportunity against North Carolina. Help Syracuse. And it's not going to help your resume. But that's so weird to say. It is so weird to say, but that is the case, unfortunately. All right, what do you say we end it there for today? Always appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks to our friends at Krause Health. A reminder, we put this on YouTube. If you miss it live, just look for the YouTube clip on Syracuse Orange Sports. It'll be my recap as well. Look for my recap and all our great coverage on Syracuse.com. We put this into podcast form if you want to listen to it at your convenience on demand. I also put the Syracuse Sports Podcast and the Syracuse Football Podcast on our Syracuse.com podcast feed. So wherever you get your podcasts, if it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use to get your podcasts, look for Syracuse.com podcasts, subscribe, and you get all those, including my conversation with Joe Lenardi this week, who lays it out pretty well 
how Syracuse could get to the tournament. And now that we know they lost to Florida State, uh, is that a is that a bubble popping I hear in the background? We'll be back at it after Syracuse takes on Louisville. That is Wednesday night. That is a seven o'clock tip time. So come on back. We'll be here live after the game or look for it on YouTube or the podcast version of the chat if you can't be here on Wednesday night. Thanks to Krause Health. Thanks for you for coming by. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you again Wednesday night.